Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. I am super excited. Welcome to the Strive Coaching Studio podcast. Today, I am super excited to welcome <laughs> the beautiful and wonderful Jamie Flora with Jamie Flora Coaching. I have to just tell you, so Jamie and I haven't known each other a tremendous amount of time. I, I feel like she and I have been best friends forever though. And I'm really excited she's here. And the reason she's here is because she helps corporate senior leaders get clear on their next dream job, get hired and get paid more than they ever thought they could expect, I'm sure. So welcome to Jamie. I'm so glad you're here. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> I have chills. I like that introduction. Hey. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. And I know, so just to explain the reason that I have Jamie here is because we have spent a great amount of time talking about business and leadership and culture careers, um, managing of people. And because she's a career coach, it became so clear to me, it was kind of like a yin and yang. I was in the process of preparing my hiring class at the time. And she and I were talking about it. And what became so clear is that I'm teaching leaders how to be better interviewers and get quality qualified candidates and attract the right talent to their teams and their cultures. And Jamie actually helps people interview better and get the dream job that they want. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's just serendipitous that we should definitely compare perspectives and share some of exchange, I guess, some of the ideas and the different things we coach and have learned from our clients along the way. So yeah. I was excited to have you join us. What was your initial thought when I, when I approached you with it? Well, it's funny. I was thinking about that today and I'm like, there definitely is this yin and yang missed to it and I think you put really put it into really good words of like helping leaders you're helping leaders find qualified candidates I'm helping people just be qualified candidates right <laughs> like let's just make sure like you know I'm getting them aligned and making sure that they're having what I call their tuning fork moments like that they feel fully aligned they're at the right quote-unquote vibration they're aligned to the roles that they're applying to so that they're not wasting anybody else's time kind of vice versa so it is it's this really neat kind of marriage or connection between the two sides of it Absolutely. Yeah. I, I really love it. And you and I talked a little bit about putting this together. And I think when, once we sort of got talking, we thought, wow, this would be really a cool perspective to offer both sides, just mm -hmm. because, you know, especially if you've been a leader for a very long time, especially with the same company, sometimes you forget what it takes to, you know, just be in the job search at all. Um, mm -hmm. because it's ever changing number one, but also just you know, bringing your best self every time, whether you're the leader or the candidate is so critical, so important. Mm -hmm. yeah. So tell me from your perspective, what are, what are kind of the initial sort of guidelines or things you talk about? What are the challenges your clients face or that they um, are tackling? Well, and do we want to talk about interviewing, interviewing specifically? Do we want to stay in that kind of arena? 
Yeah. I mean, if it's interviewing, that's great. Um, or even the job search itself, like in terms of <laughs> tell me something that are that our leaders and the different managers who might be listening to this might be like, Oh, I never, I never really considered that or that maybe we should, maybe we should step it up a little bit. Yeah. So one thing is like with recruiters and this goes for hiring managers too, because you know, you're interacting with your recruiter to get that, get that role posted and get it filled. I, I giggled earlier when you're like, what are the, what challenges are they facing? And I wrote this in preparation for the podcast. I'm like, people are getting ghosted. It's as if we're on like dating apps and all of a sudden a recruiter swiped right. And now they're like, forget about it. You know, and they're, they're literally ghosting candidates and candidates yeah. are sitting there wondering like, what did I do wrong? Is the process taking a long time? Is, is there somebody else that they're interested in? And so it can be really frustrating on the candidate side of things, just not to have clear or consistent communication with either the recruiter or the hiring manager. Um, and it's even like, I say recruiter, but I've even had clients with hiring managers where they had like a final interview and then just never heard back. So I don't know if this is just a shift in the culture that we're seeing because of, uh, I'm looking at dating apps, like, is it dating apps? Like what's causing this? You know what I mean? Right. Um, but when I got down, like when I was preparing for our talk today at the very bottom of everything. And so it's funny, we're going here first thing at the very bottom of everything. I think it's strong and consistent communication. So if a leader wants to rock the interview, you know, and hiring process, it's really putting themselves in the shoes of that candidate and saying, well, what would I want? You know, if I was interviewing, it's consistent communication, clear and consistent communication, because even if you have bumps along the road in the interview process, that clear communication and that consistency, I feel like smooths out anything. It can Absolutely. smooth over any little bump that you come across. So again, I don't know if it, if it could be the market right now, the market, you know, might be there's a lot of job seekers and the recruiters might have standards. They're almost in like sales positions, right? They have certain standards that they're held to and people, I think that they need to connect with a number that they might be trying to reach. And so I don't know if that like human connection is kind of getting lost because of that, because of other expectations or what, but by far and away, that's the most frustrating process is just not to hear back. Yeah. And you know, it's what a double-edged sword it is because in these days, everybody is sort of short on people. Nobody has too many people in their company right now. They're all in search. They're all looking, they all need more, more than they probably even could possibly get. And I just wonder if they're so busy that they can't even take the time to take, to follow through that process. And one of the things that I'm, I'm talk about with the leaders, especially in my course is have a process that you either follow yourself or that you've delegated someone to follow. Mm -hmm. You've got to have that process. You have to have the communication and you have to have the follow-up. And if it's not you, it needs to be somebody. Otherwise you're never going to get your best talent. You end up with an A candidate mm -hmm. and you don't communicate or you ghost them because you got busy or went on vacation or whatever it was. And now all of a sudden you yeah, you've got a C candidate that's your best quality now. Like you really missed out. You're not helping yourself at all. Yeah, I literally saw a recruiter post on LinkedIn recently. They're like, while you were sitting around waiting, deciding if you wanted to move forward or if you wanted to bring in other people, that candidate went and got hired by a company 
who actually has their process in place and yeah. like not sitting around holding hands, talking about it for several months about what they want to do. They're making decisions and they're moving forward. Yeah. And you know, it's it, and not that it necessarily is representative of the processes the company has in place for everything they do, but it's certainly the only exposure that, in, that a candidate has to the company in terms of, do they have it together with all the other things they do? It's still the impression that they're giving. So, yeah. so important for that first impression. Yeah. Yeah. Cause one of the things that you asked was like, what, like some of the hiring, what are some like best practices, I think for hiring practices and, mm-hmm. uh, or the process, the hiring and onboarding process. And I said, you know, I'm really hard to impress, but if you think about your candidates as like somebody you do want to impress, almost if we go to the dating thing, right? Like you want, <laughs> you want to show them the best side of you. And if of they're already, if they're in the interview process and they're getting kind of, uh, kept in the dark, if you will, about where that process is, at what point you're in that process, it can leave a bad flavor and they might not want another date. (laughs) They might not want to continue in the the interview process, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, there is a honeymoon phase for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. So what are the kinds of pitfalls that you um, sort of see your own candidates kind of fall into? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are a lot of people, even in sales, like they might be in sales or business development their whole career and they'll come to me and they'll say, I feel like I don't know how to sell myself. Mm. And um, lucky for them, they've hired the right coach because <laughs> I'm going to make them sell them you. beautiful, new, unique, authentic way. Um, and so basically I bring them through through the process of, of getting confident about the value that they have to provide. Like I, it's, it's interesting in a way I show them the value that they weren't even aware they were offering. And then we just remarket that or position it in just a way that it makes sense to the employer that they're applying to. And through that process, I see this level of confidence emerged in my clients where come interview time, they're fully prepped and they have, they have confidence behind their value. And now they, they can speak to it. We've really like tweaked their resume. It's kind of through the resume editing process because I'm very collaborative that they really start to build that confidence and start to see the value. And now it's like, I have this documentation of the value that I have to offer and the results that I've created. And now I'm feeling really great about it. Now it's time to go into the market, apply and get interviewed. And so by the time they get to that interview, they're feeling really rock solid. Like I said to a new client the other day, I'm like, my goal for you is for you to never say again, I'm not good at selling myself. That's like, awesome. You're going to go through this singular process for your next job with me now, but you're going to bring all of that into the next process for the next role you go for. But like, well, and it's have- how they're going to show up in their job every day too. Right. You know, when you really bring that in, uh, the, the value and the benefit of what you are sh- helping them see in themselves and building that confidence is what they're going to bring on day one and hopefully day 30 and hopefully for the years ahead. And they're getting a higher quality candidate. Yeah. Ultimately. Really I'm just now even more amazing myself. <laughs> of course. 
so I'm like, all right, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I actually do work with people too. You know, like my, my main thing is like, I'm going to get you clear, get you hired, get you paid. But I do work with people inside their role too, where maybe they want to stay in their role and really develop that. Um, and, and one thing I work on a lot is helping them communicate their value or even the value of their team or their business. And man, I just see amazing results. There are a lot of people who are just like, I just don't know where to start. I don't, I don't know how to sit down and like figure this out. And that's when a coach, or I like to say, I'm like a guide, I guide you through this process. But yeah, you're right. I've never thought about the multiplication of that. Uh, You know, I like to see how everything we do can just, you know, evolve and manifest into a million other things in your world. And so everything you just said are things that I'm telling the leaders to do too, is recognize not just the backing of the company you work for um, and the strength and the power and the leverage of the business that you are part of, but who are you authentically? What kind of manager are you going to be? What kind of person are you to work together with, next to, partnered with, whatever the case may be? And in the end, being your authentic self and being able to show who that is, mm-hmm. you know, is, is key because that's what's going to create that loyalty from employer and employee mm-hmm. for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. So what are some of the tips that you, you, um, that you provide your clients in terms of the interview process itself? Yeah. So I do have some, I wrote these down because they're too good. I didn't want to like miss any. So <laughs> first and foremost, friends, of people, listeners of the podcast, do your research. This is where I get a little bossy. <laughs> do your good. research, do your research on the employer to make sure that they're values are aligned with your values. Um, Or this is what I said to a client last night, at least make sure we're like, if it's a scale of one to 10, 10 is totally aligned, like the tuning fork kind of moment, like humming at the right vibration. And one is like totally not a match. Let's make sure you're north of a six. You know, when you're looking at companies, like look at the company, do they offer what you want? Are they like for, for this one client, in particular, she wanted to make sure that they have community service time and that there's this volunteer kind of strong volunteerism okay. mentality to the company and that they offer maybe um, time to do that, et cetera. And I was like, okay, do your research. I mean, again, if it's like a six or higher on that alignment scale, go for it. Cause we're just going to get reps. You know, part of it is that we just need to get the repetitions. We need to get you applying. We need to get you out there, et cetera. Yeah. So sometimes we- I can see how process of elimination would be would help you constrain down and really narrow your focus. Yeah. Like just don't even look at the one through fives if they're not, you know, and so message to all of you leaders and companies out there, make sure that it's clear in your messaging and in your branding and with your other employees, what you stand for, because other potential employees are looking to that. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like, and I do feel like companies have, have almost taken on a more human element I don't know if we would have said 50 years ago or hundred years ago, like make yeah. sure, you know, the values of the company, maybe, maybe, maybe things were more simple, but it does seem things are more complex these days. But, um, yeah. you know, when you asked about pitfalls, uh, something else came to mind and I lost it. Something about, oh, about decision-making. So another thing that um, candidates come to me a lot is they just, they're applying to everything. Okay. And so the idea of constraining and getting really focused is kind of scary because it's like, oh, I'm leaving opportunity on the table. Right. So I think with that, 
that whole like scale of one to 10 apply to six or above, it, it kind of like, uh, it can decrease the drama of like, oh, okay. It's just, it's kind of numbers, right? Versus. Um, well, and I can tell you from the leader's perspective, please do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have been in those shoes where you literally, literally can get 200 resumes in your inbox in a couple of hours. Well, and you're like, honestly, right. Okay. And, they, the and they've done nothing. You're a librarian. What are we doing? Here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nothing they've done applies to anything that you were looking for. And so, yeah, it's a lot of time on the other side too. Not that you might care about that as a candidate, but when you get to like constrain and decide this is the one, think of the power you can put into it versus just being a shotgun approach. Yeah. Yeah. All the others. And it's funny how better they feel the more constrained they get because they're coming in usually feeling very kind of harried. Like if they've been applying, they're coming in a little exhausted, a little afraid. Yep. And it's funny, you know, the, the fear is to constrain, but then once we do constrain, the feeling is so much better. Like they're oh, just for sure. so much more focused and accomplished in what they're doing. Yeah. So do your research. Constrain, I guess, is a tip. Like that just snuck Love in. It. <laughs> Um, then, uh, what was the other one that I had? Oh, we were talking about warning signs about something that might not be right. Like for Ooh, a candidate. Yeah. The red flags. Tell me, so, you know, again, maybe this means that you applied to a job that's in that one to five category. Like it wasn't aligned, but I talked a lot about listening to your intuition mm. and not being afraid to walk away like not being afraid to leave that opportunity. And I wanted to share a really interesting story that happened just recently where a position opened up and a candidate had interviewed and made it to the final interview and decided to say no to the offer. And I asked why, and it was the fact that when the candidate was interviewing, it was a communications role with the head of communications and that and her team, you know, direct reports, and then interviewed with the line of business that they supported, there was kind of disparate messaging or like, we want this thing, we want this thing. And the candidate had enough intuition um, to see that disconnect, right? That there was some dissonance and disconnect kind of happening between these two teams and basically just said, I don't want to get in the, I don't want to get in the mix of that. Yeah. It's and, an inconsistent message. Right. Right. So like the fact that the business wasn't aligned and the leadership the or like the service really like their shared services, right. Communications weren't aligned was a red flag to candidates. So for, for your audience, that might be a really great takeaway of like, make sure whoever you're having an interview that you guys are on the same page. If you're bringing somebody else in outside of your team to interview that you've got the same message that you're aligned with your listen group. I need to tell the whole audience I did not pay Jamie to say this but hallelujah amen because I preach this all the time I cannot understand why there would not be a consistent brand message for what your culture stands for and what your mission is and get on the same page be united because like you're saying people people are smart and they do they their research out. I was really impressed I was like it's really wow. great yeah. And that they walked away. So here's also, oh, I have chills. So impressed with that person. Um, also alongside that, what also happened. Okay. So there's the disconnect there. 
Oh, and then the feedback was from the comms team was that they weren't used to people saying no to them. Ooh. Like, oh. they really thought they were the cat's meow. And they're yeah. like, nobody said no to us. But it just, it just goes to show if something doesn't smell right, someone's going to pick up on it. And then yeah. that's your indication as a leader of like, okay, I need to do, maybe we need to take some action here before we keep interviewing. Well, lo and behold, this position had been open for over a month mm -hmm. and reopened. And then the recruiters continued to hunt for it. So it's like, clearly there's something happening internally that you're not able to get someone external to come in and go all the way through the process to the offer and accept it. Such great advice. So I like to say, this is interesting. I like to say to my clients, you know, like there's a, like if you're okay. So if you have a great resume, you're going to get the phone screen, right? And if it's a good match, you're going to get the phone screen. But if you don't move on, if you're not getting phone screens, there's something wrong with the resume. If you get to the phone screen and you don't move on to the first round interview, maybe there's something wrong with the phone screen abilities, right? If you get to the first interview, not the second, like at what point is there a breakdown? Mm. And I think if we flip that to your leaders, mm -hmm. I think that story I just shared might be a really good point of like, where in the point of your company, your team, your leadership, your process is a breakdown. Mm -hmm. Where are you finding yourself frustrated and angry consistently? Yeah. Actually, you just said that in your last podcast, or did your guest say that? about marriages and relationships. Like, where do you find yourself consistently getting frustrated? That right. might be plagued to you internally in your company or in your process that maybe something needs to be right. tweaked. Right. Something to look at. And you know, you can make your decision about what you want to do about that later. That's entirely separate, but take that feedback very seriously and be willing to look. Oh, you know, uncovering things is going to show you so much and your clients and your your, your employees and your interviewees candidates are going to share a lot with you. If you ask. Yeah. A no can be really valuable. I think maybe might be the takeaway there. And don't let your ego get in the way, right? Like oh, yeah. talking about somebody who isn't used to saying no, but maybe the people saying no, aren't your best quality talent that you could be attracting. So just worth questioning all of that and being super curious about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. One thing you said that I love and I really wanted to talk about it today is that you tell your um, candidates to record the Zoom interviews. Oh, yes. Tell, tell us about that. I love that. Okay. So I liken it to a football coach watching film of his ah. team or a quarterback. Maybe more, let's get it more personal. A quarterback watching film of his throws and his passes and Love seeing it. maybe where he could just tweak a little bit of his technique. And so one of the valuable and very uncomfortable, <laughs> probably the highly, one of the more highly uncomfortable things I can do with my clients is do a mock interview. So we're on Zoom, just like we are today. And I hit the good old record button and I give them a series of, tell me about a time when, dot, 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 like, a client was really upset and you were past deadline. What did you do? Right. And I always like to say, I like to put them in the hot seat to see what garbage comes out of their mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to take the, all of their like coming and hon and whatever, and I'm going to repackage it and make it beautiful and make them feel confident about it. But 
So there's value in just doing that exercise, right? But then giving them that recording and saying, I know you don't want to do this, but listen to the playback or watch the playback. Yeah. Watch how you're showing up. Watch your body language. What's coming out of your mouth? What did Jamie say we could retweak? Practice that. So literally, like, again, a quarterback watches tape to improve his game. This is one amazing way a candidate can improve their game. Listen, my husband makes me stand next to him with his golf swing and record them over and over. And then he stops in between every time to come and see what he did right and what he did wrong and all of it. And he hates to watch himself and he always ends up mad, but he is... <laughs> He is committed to getting it right. And I, the reason I love, I love it for everybody because uh, that's kind of, my background is lots of like secret shopping and mystery, you know, all of that so that you can see your performance. And so it applies to leaders too. Don't be afraid to record a video, a, 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 an interview, and then go look at yourself. How did you do? How did you show up? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I was just thinking of something. It would be really interesting even for managers to record themselves with their team meetings to see, because everything's so yes. virtual, right? If they could yes. do team meeting and see how they're really showing up there. Mm. I mm. love that. You might not be so pleasantly surprised with how we're showing up with our team, you know? You are so, you're so right. You're so right. Um, what is, uh, I'm, I want to make sure to give an opportunity to talk about some of the common feedback that you get about interviews other than ghosting like what are you hearing yeah. most often what are people are looking for i don't know any other feedback yeah through the interview process yeah um ghosting is like really the biggest the frustrating thing yeah um you know i think a lot for candidates it's not only the ghosting but it's the waiting game of yep, yep. And I think we've all, like, if you've applied to a job, you've felt that, like, yeah. excited, but yet you're trying to be still and be patient, like this. Every day. I still haven't heard from them. I still haven't right. heard. Yeah. Right. You're like on pins and needles kind of thing. Yeah. It's painful. So um, I'm trying to think of other pitfalls. I feel like the ghosting thing is, like, the biggest. The biggie. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other, the, I, I, I might put you on the spot because I don't think I told you I was going to bring this up today, but I just remembered it and I love it is one of the points that you've talked about before is your presentation in a Zoom meeting these days, whether you're already employed or you are a candidate interviewing or you're the leader doing the interviewing, like how important these, um, your Zoom leadership presentation yeah. means. Yeah. So maybe that's even like, like you're saying a struggle is people showing up. Like I had to sit and tell a guy recently. Um, so he was older, north of 60, I think around 65 and was showing up in a suit for a technology type role, like, um, like a computer repair type role. And I had to sit back and ask him in schools. And I had sat back and asked him, I said, how are other people dressing, you know, when, when you're showing up for these interviews. And uh, I said, I have to imagine they're a little bit more casual than, I don't, I have to imagine they're not suiting up. And so he had a very like modern haircut, very modern glasses. So he had this modern look, but I felt like possibly the suit, the presence with the suit might've been dating him a little bit. Okay. So this is a very hard conversation to have, right? right? be like, you need to change the way you're dressing. And I'm not saying you need to, I didn't say that to him, but I'm like, you might wanna just, I call it like test and learn, right? Like you just might want to test and learn with maybe just a dress shirt and a tie. 
or even just a dress shirt with the top button unbuttoned and like, and then the rest of your look, because I said your modern haircut and your glasses would then kind of like go with everything. But then we also had to talk about lighting <laughs> because he had a light that was creating like a white spot on the top of his head, <laughs> like really shiny, right? And I said, the human eye is drawn to white. Like even for your viewers right now, you might've been noticing maybe on my dress or the, the, the background, the door or whatever, our eyes are drawn to light. So light kind of pulls us in, right? Yeah. And so my eyeball kept going to this shiny spot on his head and I'm like, we've got to fix your lighting. <laughs> I'm not distracted with someone who's interviewing you isn't distracted by that, that they're really looking at you, your face, your emotions, how you're carrying yourself. And so he was super receptive to, to that information, but I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's hard to tell, to give those suggestions sometimes like to have, say like you might need to change your style a little bit, or just, just your lighting, even your lighting can do so much. So people can see the quote unquote whites of your eyes. Right. Right. Um, the other thing that I'm really passionate about, and you probably have been seeing me do it while we're on camera, is using hand hand signals that are um, what am I trying to say? Parallel, like in like this is a very presidential body language thing of like using the hands and having them kind of be symmetrical. Maybe is more mm. the word that I'm using can be a very confident presidential way to present yourself. So if you're really trying to exude that, that's a great way to use the hand motions sparingly, but evenly to like nice. to put a point across. The other thing I just shared with a client of mine last night is um, if you're sitting in a chair to really open up your shoulders and open up your chest, because that also exudes like confidence and clarity of like who you are and what you're there for. And one way you can do that, I just started doing this to fix my posture. I have this little meditation mask. It's like filled with lavender scented flaxseed or I don't know, something, right? It's very <laughs> <laughs> but I've been putting it on my back and between my shoulders and using that to actively like keep my shoulders back. So I have like uh, good posture, posture. right but then I'm also exuding openness because I'm open the shoulders are back I'm like welcoming conversation versus kind of being hunched over like yeah um I so love that I need that because I love to talk with my hands and yeah. I have your control over them they go in all the places and do all the things I don't know why I do that but I love that advice that is so yeah. good yeah. Or I somebody mean, doesn't know what to do with their hands. Like, oh, right. how do I do? What do I do? Yeah. Where do I go? Right. Yeah. And I would say for the ladies too, even like we were talking, I was talking about hair before we got on, got on I'll be honest. <laughs> like what is going on here? Like getting that hair in the right spot. So you're not kind of fussing with it or messing yeah. it, messing with it, you know, as you're, as you're um, interviewing, I think just so you can be present and really make that good solid yeah. eye contact. And I think we've all probably heard too, you know, you want to get your laptop as level as possible so that the camera is about level with your eyes so that yeah. you're not looking down on someone or someone's not looking up your nostrils. Cause yeah. like hashtag that's awkward. <laughs> so just like great lighting, using the hands, being engaging, even like how I lean in sometimes that can really yeah. engage people. There is yeah. something they say about, um, even shifting someone's 
being able to shift someone's eyesight, right? We want to be able to shift our shift our depth of field that we're focused on about like, I think it's like every 20 seconds or something. Interesting. So if there's any way where you can kind of lean in a little bit and be like, oh, Michelle's so cool, or you can kind of lean back, it will keep that person on the other side of the Zoom room engaged with you. Very good tips. I'm very nerdy about this. So I'll like doop, close up there. <laughs> I love, I love that. And I think every single person on the planet right now with the new world that we're in, because this zoom isn't going away. Microsoft teams is not going away. So, you know, these, these kinds of, um, new guidelines, something we just haven't had to, you know, spend a lot of time thinking about before. Yeah. I just think about like, how would I want to be in person with someone? I'm just going to try and recreate that as much as I can in my office and this virtual presence, like, this is who you would get in person. If you yeah. met me in the office or met me down walking down the street, like how am I looking? And you know, the nice benefit is we can have really great lighting too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we can really do ourselves some favors, you know, with filters and lighting these days, but yeah. Or backgrounds, tropical right. beachy backgrounds, right. whatever we want. Yeah, right. we have a lot of luxuries right now being able to do it. And we have some responsibility as well to not show up in our, PJs or whatever, whatever, uh, comfy clothes we might want to come into because we're still professionals. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Any other words of wisdom you want to make sure that my Hmm. audience hears from you or on behalf of your lovely clients these days? (laughs) Um, I think it, I think it just goes back to the thing that we, we talked about at the beginning, you know, I had this thought of, um, you know, when you're checking out at the grocery store, are you connecting with the human? Are you connecting with the cashier? I know a lot of us have groceries delivered. Are you on your cell phone? And I kind of liken the the ghosting your candidates to being on your cell phone. Yeah. And so if there's any encouragement, it's kind of figure out your processes Mm. so that you are giving a great candidate experience that then seamlessly transitions into a great onboarding and employee experience because I feel like that that time those whether it's a month or whatever it is that they move through interviewing onboarding full-on employee is pretty critical you know that's the time where everybody's asking them about how the job is going and they're talking about your company and what you represent and how their experience has been and so they're like a a voice box right they're like a, a marketing they might as well be a billboard on the side right. of the Right, billboard, right. I'm working to a billboard for you. So like, I would just encourage encourage folks to take the time um, to do that. I know there's a million other things, right, that are going on and fires to put up, but I think that can be very valuable. Yeah, and I think what, what uh, many companies and leaders don't recognize is you may not even be able to measure what you, you may not be able to measure what you can gain by doing it, but you definitely also can't measure what you lost by not doing Mm -hmm. it. And so not getting the best candidates, not realizing how much of a billboard is going on outside of you, unbeknownst to you through social media or otherwise, all of those things are impacting you and you don't even get to know that or measure Mm -hmm. that. So why not put your best foot forward as a leader to represent your company? And you're trying to tell your clients to put their best foot forward to match up to the right company. So if everybody's just putting their best foot forward, <laughs> if we all just did the right things, right? It just, um, be amazing. <laughs> right. <Sorry. laughs> 
<laughs> there would be peace on earth, but you know, yes, all good things, all good things. So I hope that all of this helps both my listeners and, and certainly there's a perspective and balance for your clients as well to hopefully gain some perspective from, you know, the leadership side of things. But I am so grateful that you came today to join me and talk about all of this. This is awesome. Thank you for inviting me. It was super fun. <laughs> it was super fun. Well, yeah, let's find some other topics so we can talk to all of you again. <laughs> I suspect we will find uh, a few more topics that we could we could tackle for sure and be and bring a lot of value to both both of our people. Um, so if anybody's interested, they can go to they can find Jamie Flora Jamie Flora mm -hmm. Coaching on all the socials, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Jamieflora.com. Yep. Awesome. You can find Jamie. So if you are looking to figure out what your dream job is, get hired and get paid, she's your girl. And <laughs> thank you again so much, Jamie. This was awesome. I really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Check out our show notes in the podcast section on strivecoachingstudio.com to read these valuable tips. And thank you for listening.